0: Welcome to another episode of A Pint with Shawnee B. Thank you all so much for your continued support. Keep sharing and tweeting it for me, please. I have an amazing privileged to have an amazing guest on my show today. One of the foremost European artists of the time, a a visual artist by the name of Shayla Kameridge. Did I get your surname right? Yes. I did. Shayla is uh, living in Sarajevo and she's kindly invited me to her home today for this interview. Where? sitting here, not having a pint, we're having bisca, which is a a grappa made from plants from where? Istria. Istria. And uh, I haven't had some yet, so we clink glasses maybe to, there we go, I haven't tasted this yet. Mmm, herby. Sweet. Yeah, sweet. Shayla is very controversial, would that be fair to say?
1: I don't think of myself as controversial. You don't do it on purpose. No, not at
0: all. (laughs) But she has some uh, amazing uh, pieces that have caused some controversy. Where can we see your work? Anyone who's listening to the podcast might want to look first before hearing your story.
1: There is many things on my website, the Facebook page. Many other uh, galleries and museums where I exhibit Mm. have images of my works.
0: So Sheila is born and bred in Sarajevo?
1: Yes, most of the time. <laughs> I was living in Dubai for a few oh, years when Dubai. I was a kid. My Interesting father used spot. to work there.
0: You, what was it like right, for you growing up here?
1: Uh, I was very happy in my uh, world. I was very much into art as a young, young right. teenager. I wanted uh, only to to do art, so I went to an art, art high school. Right. Before that, I was... Uh, almost autistic. <laughs> <Really? Okay. laughs> uh, probably they would say nowadays that I would was uh, autistic in a, in a sense that I really didn't like to communicate verbally. I, I was really. Completely obsessed with drawing, and, and and didn't like going out with the, playing with the kids. So, okay. but I was very happy.
0: Did people spot that you were gifted when you were young?
1: Yeah, they, I was encouraged to, to, to do it because that was basically only way how I communicate with the, with the rest of the world.
0: Were you very introverted?
1: Yes. Okay. Yeah. So art was your world.
0: <laughs> the so you know any anybody who I've spoken to from this part of the world the whole life particularly of our generation, I think we're a similar generation, tends to be, you know, there's a pre-war and a post-war. The war came here. What was it like for you during the war?
1: Horrible, but it was life. So you learn very fast to uh, accept what's happening around you uh, with a gratitude that you are still alive alive, and that you have every moment as a precious one and and to, to to enjoy as much as you can so it was a, a mix of horrible tragic things with uh, with some beautiful
0: were you experience. angry
1: not so much at the beginning I was more... Um, I was deeply sad. I couldn't understand what's happening, and I was just crying because I was. There is one thing: when the war started, I cried because the buildings were being destroyed. And mm. then my father told me, "Don't cry over buildings. That's something we can repair. Only lives are important." And and of of course, that's just I was a teenager, so I was. I understood that very very. Uh very fast, and, and and then I started losing close friends, neighbors, family members, mm. and I experienced that uh, that side of how it how does it really feel when, mm. when something big, big part of your life is being destroyed.
0: Was your art still part of your life then, or did you have to just go back to basics and survival, or were you still? Able to I, do I some actually
1: made a work called Basics, which which was a direct answer to your question. I, I was uh, at the beginning I thought you know that the art is escape for everything, mm. and then then when you you are in a position where you have a lack of food and water and electricity, everything you you start to understand that you really have to have basics so you can create art so uh, i think that that's where the big transformation in in, in for me happened when when I, I opened up to the rest of the world and 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 understood that i can't rely on on art i have to rely on myself i actually i stopped thinking Uh, so much about art and and doing it I finished high school I went to Academy of Fine Art and I slowly went into the direction of of, uh, graphic design yes but I I considered it more as a escape uh, in in, in a practical escape I was doing my job. I yeah. was working. You were fitting it fitting in. It, yeah, it was, it was, I didn't thought of it as an art.
0: Was that uncomfortable for you, trying to go down that road? Because presumably that leads to a job and then you're a graphic designer rather than an artist, right?
1: Yeah, but but I, I was very lucky to, to get... Before I graduated this art high school during the war, I met a group of designers called Tria. And they were really the most famous gr- designer group in ex-Yugoslavia, and they. I've heard of them, yeah. yeah, yeah. they did all these uh, record covers for the the biggest uh, uh, Yugoslavian bands, and and also the, some great posters. So I met them, and I started working with with them, mm-hmm. uh, learning at first, uh, uh, and then you know helping out, and then slowly. Uh, they gave me more and more responsibilities, so so very soon I I, I became uh, uh, equal. Thanks to them, I didn't consider it as a as a as a job. It was fun, mm. but still I knew that it's you know not exactly what you wanted, it. what I wanted to do. One of
0: the things when I came, I, this is my fourth visit to Sarajevo, and when I first came, maybe two thousand three or four. I'd never been before, and one of the things it was winter time, was snow, and uh, uh, you know, I had my own vague, typical European, not very conscious and not very involved in understanding what was going on. I've I've since learned an awful lot more about what happened here. My first reaction was that there's there seemed to be a bullet in every building, and going back to what your father said about don't don't fret over buildings being. Hurt, damaged, but you did a lovely piece. I saw preparing for this interview, which was the bullets by your bedside, by your by your bedroom wall, and I I found that I found that quite as if that was the brief. Every building has a sort of a shrapnel wound or a bullet through it, and you had this beautiful piece, which just was twelve bullets, but they were where you, you said that was where your head was on the other side of that wall. That was very poignant for me. That sort of work, when you were doing it, did you? You, were, you, were you was it personal, or were you trying to make political points, or how, how? Tell me what your mind was thinking when you were making that sort of stuff. It,
1: for me, it always starts very personal. Mm-hmm. It, it has to. I think that uh, any other way would be wrong because it wouldn't be true to yourself. And yeah. uh, and how can you communicate to others and and tell them what to? Uh, what to feel, or 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 try to 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 lead them into one way of thinking. If you don't really go deep in your, inside yourself, in mm-hmm. your emotion, and really see what that means to you, and so with every other work, even those who who are considered very very political, they I just needed to 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 tell what's on my mind and in my soul.
0: Mm-hmm. Is photography now your primary medium or do you do all sorts of... of do you paint and all that as well? Or?
1: I don't do paintings, but I do everything else, it seems like. Uh, I did uh, many film works, mm-hmm. uh, including uh, uh, sh- short f- fiction films. Yeah. One of them uh, was shown in Venice Film Festival. Right. Uh, last year I also had a, f- a film in Rotterdam Film Festival. So... So film was also an uh, important part of my, my practice. But I, I do also type of works which I call needlework. So I do use a lot of knitting really? and, and also the fabrics and, and sewing. So, so it's different kind of work. How did
0: you move then from Trio into sort of becoming... Was there a time in your life when you said, okay, this is it, I'm now going to be... A visual artist, or was there, or did it just happen? Like, was there a time when you had to make a decision?
1: Yes, there was a particular moment. Actually, they went into advertising. Yeah, Fabrica, f- right? Yes, yes, and I followed. And very young, I ended up being an art director in, in the advertising agency. But you hated that. <laughs> yeah, Yes, uh, I didn't know how much I hated it at the time. I yeah. was just, you know, being practical I guess and in, in just working and, and being passionate about what, yes, uh, what yeah. I'm doing but I knew that that's somehow not really uh, uh, that the, it, I, I, I felt how much it clashed with, with me as a person and, and, and everything that I believed in so in 2000 I was invited to participate in Manifesta which is European Biennial of Contemporary Art and I had a, a installation which was very uh, successful, public installation, called EU Others. And after that, somehow it, it all started, you know. I got a lot of press coverage uh, the, from New York Times from, to Art in America, they, they they mentioned my work. And so I got lots of into invitation to do a shows. So then I quit advertising and I dedicated you said to, this is to it art. I said this this is it and if I have to do it for money I'll do it as long as it takes to and luckily I didn't have to do it for a long time mm-hmm. so know I was a freelancer maybe a uh, next year or two and after that I could
0: a lot uh, of my my sort of modern artists visual artists f- friends say it's very very difficult to make money from from it because so much of it is conceptual and it's hard like a lot of it is
1: I I don't really think it's hard to live from art I think it's very easy to live from art why do you say that? simply because we do what we like right and um, suffering is part of our personality rather than a a choice of job so you know it's it just it's a need to do. Uh-huh. So.
0: Um, what if someone said, "Well, we need money to live."
1: Of course, but everybody needs money to to live. So it's just a question to work harder, mm. and and there are compromises. Artists are more lucky, so they don't have to compromise that much, but. On the other way, you never know when it happens. You know, if if the success is really good for you, or it mm-hmm. just uh, push you in a wrong direction. And does
0: does success cause you to become? Does it inflate egos or anything with you? or Does it make you kind of think?
1: I always doubt myself <laughs> yeah I think I do too I, I think that's so so when, when somebody flatters me and and, and when when I get a lot of uh, attention it's it's good but in the same time I think there is something wrong <laughs> there has to be something wrong with this you know or, or they they don't know what they are talking this is this is not good and and what about say, criticism yeah uh, criticism is usually I agree <laughs> I I, they, I can never hear uh, uh, something bad because I already thought of it for sure <laughs> there, there's
0: another thing about art which I mean I, I don't paint or uh, you know I, I, I write I've written plays and, and I do some movies as well but there's this time of I find it's hard when to let go of it when to actually stop Dicking around with it, you know, like particularly if it's something written, um, and and then just say, okay, this this is finished. I think maybe because of my background is in advertising, and we tend to. Always be asking for approval from a paying client. Is this is this right? And the client eventually goes, yes, that's right.
1: Yeah, but that's the moment in art when you feel the most passion about it. You know, like you yeah. know that you have to, to to let it go. You know, like yeah. you have to show it to someone. And and when you are so happy about it, you know, like somehow it's when you overthink. It it can be damaging yeah. for for the work, or or it means that it's something really seriously wrong with it yeah. because it's it doesn't. Well, I translate. found that I found
0: I had to sort of go because everyone has an opinion. If you send it out to people who
1: exactly, and then
0: you if you took everyone's opinion, you'd have no. You have to make. No, I've I'm deliberately doing it this way. And sorry, thanks for your advice, yeah. but you know, it's like it's kind of hard to sort of.
1: And also, I, for me, creating. Art is all about what I want to leave behind—images, objects. What should remain after me? Yeah. And and um, and and first, it has to be important for you. It has to have a huge part of yourself in it you yeah. know? otherwise if you just start doing something which is so you know like easy and you, you 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 would love to sell it and I mean sell it in a sense that you'd never see it again right. then it's um, then then it's not so good and and obviously when it's great when you when you have a chance to sell your work um, and uh, luckily the art world uh Commercial artwork f- functioning, this weird uh, additions, so you can always make addition for yourself. But, <laughs> but it's more about this symbolic way of giving it and never seeing it again. Uh, which,
0: um, so one of your other famous pieces, um, and I'm, I'm, I'm uh, sure you've talked about it a lot, it's Bosnian Girl. Tell me a little bit about about that piece, and I'll put a link to it on the on the on the website for people who want to see it.
1: In 2003, a friend of mine, Tarek Samarach, who is a photographer, went to Srebrenica, one of the places where genocide in Bosnia and Herzegovina happened. And um, he went into a former factory, which was used as an army barracks for UN soldiers during the siege of Srebrenica. UN forces were responsible for keeping the peace uh, and protecting Srebrenica's safe zone. Actually, he was the first one who entered after the, the, the war and after the, the atrocities in Srebrenica and, and surrounding happened. And that site was also used to gather um, Muslim men and boys and as an execution site as well. So he found... A lot of graffiti's and r- remains from the UN soldiers, and um, he brought these photos back and showed it to me. and he, And I guess he was also uh, very much touched by 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 the messages that he did, that we read on these graffiti's, and they were really controversial many uh, violent comments and, 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 and you see how these young boys were confused and, and, and pressured and one of them was Bosnian girl graffiti it's kind of a, a untasteful joke about Bosnian girls mm-hmm. saying no teeth uh, has moustaches, smells like shit question marks Bosnian girl and how did
0: you know that these were Dutch soldiers who wrote this rather than Serbs or something from before uh,
1: they were signed right. graffiti oh they were signed yeah, they, that's not were, very yeah. good idea here. and uh, yeah. <laughs> and um, and also um, there is a special iconography that Serbs right, soldiers right,
0: right, would,
1: would yeah. use not only letters which would be in yeah. Cyrillic but s- still you know it It was very different, and they were in the bedrooms of of where mm -hmm. the soldiers were sleeping. And I said they were, like, signed and also together with the other uh, marks and signatures of the brigade and um, etc.
0: Of course, the Dutch hadn't really covered themselves in any glory in Srebrenica anyway, because they kind of stood by and opened the gates, and they were the ones who kind of were the last... It's Stand it, I mean, between the Serbs and yeah, the.
1: They, yeah, it it just mm-hmm. that I think really epitomizes how conflict in Bosnia and Herzegovina, or how war—I wouldn't say conflict—is quite a soft word. Mm-hmm. How the war in Bosnia and Herzegovina happened, you know, you you have two sides, but you also have a third side which is in power mm-hmm. and which is kind of moderating.
0: And supposed to be looking so, after things, yeah. So
1: the third side is the active side. It's, yeah, it's, it's not passive. It's yeah. not passive. And even if, if you want to act passive, it is a clear message. Mm-hmm. And you take side yeah. by saying nothing or yeah. or doing nothing yes. or not doing enough, etc. Yeah. So, so you know, I think that the, the in history we will hopefully learn about uh, how international community actually didn't do anything to prevent mm, mm. atrocities and genocide. Because I'm talking here about civilians and, 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 and victims and, yeah. and not about the polit- political decisions, because yes. that's always something that can can be negotiated. Yes. But here, y- y- um, how to stop war for years after the is peacing, difficult. Mm. You know, or how to stop the war now in Syria it's mm. very difficult but when the war starts there is a point where someone can intervene and, 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 and make it stop then then you prevent all these civilian victims mm. and when you just let it go for years and years then, then it's uh, impossible mm.
0: that was characterized by the yeah. war here so you took this piece of graffiti
1: and I literally place it on myself. I, I uh, Tarik did a, a, a portrait of me and I, I made a poster out of
0: know. it. So those of you who link to the poster will see uh, Shaila is uh, a very, very beautiful Bosnian girl. And so she had this uh, beauty with this pretty, pretty disgusting sort of uh, text over her, over her face. And so tell me how that was received when you launched it
1: this work really talks about the, the prejudice in general mm-hmm. so we are all victims and, 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 and we but in the same time so we are the ones who who keep violating others with our own prejudice yeah. and, and, and it's not about if someone smells or not or how, how someone looks it's, it's about understanding the wider context and, and being careful when you judge
0: why did you decide to put yourself in the picture
1: it it could only be me I had to be again a victim I have to be again the one who who takes all the blame right or takes all the pain yeah so
0: what was the reception to it when you first launched that piece
1: we decided to go with this uh, uh, this poster and, and so we did like a small campaign yeah. to, to use the this advertising term so we, we started in Sarajevo on the anniversary of fall of Srebrenica in 2003 we did it uh, so on that day the, the posters were all over the city and also we did a kind of poster campaign in the rest of the, the Bosnia
0: that would have been probably the most in-your-face kind of poster that's ever gone up on the streets of Sarajevo, right?
1: It was shock. Yeah. And people you know, stopped and asked what this is. Is yeah. it for real? Yeah, And it was one of... And also I say people
0: didn't way. get it. A lot of people Absolutely, t- but thought it was real or something, uh, yeah.
1: But that was the beauty of it. Yes, that of course. That was the moment where you need to stop and think yes same as the message of the word like you need to stop really and think because before you say something and before you even think of it Mm -hmm. (laughs) but very soon it just shifted and and somehow those who who should be most offended which would be a w- mm. woman from Srebrenica, they took it as their own Great. image. Yeah. Which is and, what you intended. Yeah. Which which was my intention, yeah. And um, there are many, many interesting story about how, how you know, like, uh, the, for, for example, the U.S. Embassy in Sarajevo ordered uh, their st- their, uh, that the posters of the Bosnian girl b- would be removed from the whole... Uh, surrounding area, or surrounding didn't area know, really. after, because they didn't know what, what, what it the was position a, in themselves yes later of course it was uh, well, everything was fine but at the beginning they really didn't know what and 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 one great thing which I'm very proud of is that the internal investigation about a graffitis in one was, was um, instigated. instigated really was it? not because somebody needs to be punished and point out it is it it, it also I think that this graffiti really shows that you can't really uh, as a as a big authority Hmm. put 18 year old boy to go somewhere far from home to defend something that he yeah. doesn't understand. Because you're right, that's so not that's a mature wrong. person writing that, And this is, baby. Th- yeah, exactly. And this, th- this work really tells that mm. story. I you agree, know. It I is agree. anti-war poster yeah. which 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 um, talks directly about Srebrenica. But the, I think that the message is so universal that even people who never heard about Bosnia or Srebrenica yeah. can relate to it.
0: What do you feel the role of art... Is in that regard, and, and and your part that you're playing in it in terms of changing people's behaviour and the way people think.
1: As I mentioned, art is a great escape, and um, and but it's also a great corrective. It the art is more trustful as a as a historical evidence than than, than many words. Yes. So. Mm. and i think that there is a reason why a systems which tries to control us humans as puppets as yes. a, as a, as a obedient, uh, yeah. uh, t- try to take the art and culture from us yeah, yeah. so mm. so i think that that, that any parent should, should always encourage Kids to do art and should mm. always uh, f- understand how that is precious for for any healthy development. Yes, yeah, I agree. Because so, um, a
0: lot of schooling teaches kids to be the same. Yeah, uh, and, encourages and, and, and them to the, be
1: similar. And also, it's it's so wrong. Uh, I think that that's also the first step that you can correct in your own mindset to say, like, oh, is it difficult to, to live from art? No. Yes, we do art. I agree. We it's 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 never we shouldn't discourage ourselves and others to do it because that's and it doesn't take much you can mm. you know it, it, nobody ever said that you have to uh, be only artist and not work as a gardener yeah. at the same or time be the and, most the, famous and the gardener yeah. is not also an artist etc mm. etc cetera, et cetera. even if you do a science mm. it's so much connected to the art and the way how you how you Openly think of a new possibilities and how creative you are in figuring out the ways how things were not done before. So, yes. so.
0: Have you ever had an idea that you've self-censored? That you've gone, "This is too far. I can't do this."
1: I had that with uh, with one of uh, um, one of my films. I thought. For years that I can't do it.
0: What was the what was the idea?
1: It was it was based on a on a um, on a war story or event which was crucial f- for me, um, loss of my father. I had an idea I- during the war that I would love to do a film or work, which I would keep on walking this. Same path which he did during the war and, and and passing the point where he was shot and 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 for years and years I couldn't and I and I kind of censored myself because I knew I was too emotional to do it and then in one point of my life uh, um, I went back to it and I did it with a, with a, with a colleague of artist colleague artist who who was. Uh, distant enough from the subject, so I, I had someone to. Um
0: was it very difficult to do that?
1: It was, it was extremely difficult. What busy. is the name of the piece? Uh, 1395 Days Without Thread.
0: And then, with that piece, when you finished it, was there any catharsis with you on that? That you closed a chapter? Or was it waiting to come out? Or do you.
1: Yes, yes. I think with, with each work i it's another milestone really okay okay uh, and um,
0: Do you find the people of Sarajevo do you find you've become a kind of a champion for them in, in, a, in a little way, in terms of the fact that there is somebody presenting them with challenging emotion, evocative? pieces that are related to the craziness that went on back then still today that it's important that we never forget?
1: I can't see that for myself. I don't know what mm. others think, but I know for sure that my works will remain as a historical evidence of what was going on and what uh, just an ordinary citizens, girls, uh, Bosnian girls, Bosnian women, yeah. Bosnians had to go through. And and, and, and and they are very personal, but I think that, that that's where everyone can relate to and that that's where uh, audience which don't have the experience of the war can can understand because it comes from uh, simple emotions that we all share. Mm.
0: Uh, what about the um, the future then? What where do you see your your career going? Do you feel that you uh, do you move like the wind, or do you have a, a set course plan? Do you think?
1: For now, I'm enjoying. Uh, kind of a small break it's not really that i took a sabbatical or something like that but but i enjoy um thinking about what i did because last year was so tense for me i had a as i mentioned film in rotterdam then i had a huge huge project in a welcome collection in london which, so talk
0: about which, that one as well.
1: That was uh, omnes," the project that I did for for uh, three years and, and showed it in in in, in, um, in the show that was entirely dedicated to, to forensic medicine, but but with uh, many art pieces. And uh, I was commissioned to do a project. Obviously, I I had to deal with Bosnian because Bosnia is Bosnia is also the the biggest forensic case uh, in history so far, and um, that was challenging mm. in in every sense. I um, I, I went to the mortuaries, uh, execution sites, uh, mass uh, graves. Uh, I talked to so many survivors went to the court in Den Hague uh, listened to testimonies uh, I- all the images all the bodies that I remains that I saw in last in these two years was really like uh, going through the war again yeah. uh, in, in, in and I I had a a, a crazy uh, Energy to 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 work on it. I couldn't stop. It was it was really.
0: Uh, you were exercising it out of you. you know? Yeah.
1: The and, and and somehow the nature of the project is a live thing. It it keeps on growing. Mm-hmm. So I imagine this work as a as a, a live monument built out of data. So the part of it function as a website or as open data server, and the part of it is is a is a physical uh, piece installation, uh, which is a mortuary fridge, and uh, uh, um, this database from this database it screened the short video clips, and I did um, uh, a starting point was 32,000 video clips. Which translates to more than eighty hours of the viewing wow. materials, and so each clip is between five and fifteen seconds, and they are screened randomly, yeah. so you can never see the same thing. And the, the this is not stock
0: footage. This is you filmed. It. Yes. Wow. Okay.
1: Everything and and but and now it grown. We showed it uh, in Istanbul now, uh, and hopefully. Um, uh, next year it will come to Bosnia, it, it, it still grows, and I I, and, uh, I had also last year many other group and, and solo shows, so I have really had to take time, uh, out. time out, and I also had a baby, oh, so, congratulations. so <laughs> it kind of came. Uh, Do
0: you came find different. that the world outside of your home country treats you better than the people in your own country? Do you find that? One of the things that happens in Ireland, I don't know whether it happens here, is this thing called tall poppy thing that people Mm -hmm. who become famous people like to go, they're not that, you know. You too Mm -hmm. suffered it for many years, but I think eventually everyone had to say, no, they're pretty good. Mm -hmm. But they have this thing, it's an Australian term, tall poppy, where where actually a lot of artists, um, particularly artists, have to leave, even back to James Joyce and people like that, and Oscar Wilde, a lot of people have to leave their home Country to, to, to find a more tolerant society. Yeah, that's interesting
1: term. I haven't heard of it. Before. Yeah, uh, it's I, yeah. That that's kind of a natural way mm. of things. Mm. But I I would say that here, it's more because Bosnia is in such a mess mm. as a country. Like we we are really so poor and messy place, and yeah. and you know. When I talk to friends from Croatia, they, they say like, no, but it's horrible also here. And then I go to Paris or, or, or Germany or whatever, and they say like, no, but here is horrible. Oh, yeah. We have a horrible politicians and blah, blah, blah. And then I I really I don't have anything to say because I can't even start telling them how bad that it is. They yeah. couldn't even comprehend what yeah. does it mean to have 70% of unemployment yeah, in the country, yeah, yeah. which we are the most one of the most corrupted poorest countries yeah. which is com- still uh, divided by the war yeah. we just don't have weapons so it's not, it's peace but mm. people are still fighting in their own heads and yeah. and, and, and uh, so much tra- trauma like we still have 9000 9, uh, uh, missing people from, yes. from the war so it's it's such a, such a
0: so given all of that and you know to me it feels, it feels very like the start of the podcast where you were talking about yourself as a, as, a, as a young girl coming to terms with this in a sort of introvert way That quite a lot of your work seems to be almost confronting a lot of the things that you were t- trying to make sense out of a lot of things that were just completely nonsensical to you what do you say to what do you say to that little girl now what do you, what, what or any little girl what have you learned in your life that you'd like to share with people coming after you i know you're still very young by the way
1: <laughs> not really <laughs> but yeah um, it's interesting that the, the the most simple things are most true things These are just like really basic. Like we, the the world is horrible place, but we have to make most of it. Right. And the life is difficult, but you have to struggle so you have the beautiful moments, and you leave something behind. And it's super simple, you know, because nobody, you know, ever uh, should sell the lie that the life is, that we are living in heaven, you know, that this is a paradise and that all is good and everything good will happen. No, this is a jungle and we, you know, from always and always we will struggle to survive. Like every uh, human being, every life thing, you know, it needs to struggle to to mm. to to stay alive and to 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 grow to to mm. blossom so it's it's really about the energy that you find in yourself to keep on doing the right thing and 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 enjoying and and trying really make the world a better place you mm. know? it is so, so simple mm. and um do you have any yeah.
0: optimism I mean, Are you optimistic about the future or pessimistic?
1: <laughs> I'm actually very pessimistic, no, but in the same time, it, it, you know, like you have to be, uh, you have to be positive about it. You, you have to find a humor in it. You yeah, have to, that's
0: what I was thinking. I to you, make laugh uh, and enjoy them. Mo- you know, enjoy w- the I moment.
1: Mean, let's just look at ourself and, and look what's around us you know yeah. who would ever imagine that uh, Donald Trump will be a yeah. nominee for yeah, a, I know. you know it's crazy. And, and he could be your next president but you know ridiculous again you know you'll do a
0: nice version of Donald Trump I'm sure somewhere you'll come up with something cool <laughs> Okay, we leave it there. Sheila Kammerich, thank you so much for uh, taking the time out. I know you've been really busy and she made time to be on on the show and I really, really appreciate that. So thanks for talking to me. I'll link to some of your artworks. And the best of luck in Berlin. I hope you have a great uh, exhibition.
1: Thank you for coming to Sondra and talking to me. Uh, All the best.